So it, it kind of worked out because okay, it put nice. the pressure on me to do it. Right. <laughs> nice. Same. I, I didn't do anything all today. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to record a podcast. So I feel like I did something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever uh, works. Yeah, it works. There it goes. Um, so yeah. Do you want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. I'm so excited. It's been so long. Um, I know, right? So- Where the hell have you been? Waiting. For what? For this. Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, hold on. Let me let me get rid of my gum per proper host etiquette. Okay. <laughs> um, welcome, 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 welcome back to Extra Ginger, the best podcast on earth. I'm your host Annie, and we've got another guest episode today. So excited. <laughs> Um, it was very impromptu. So first off, Derek, thank you for being here today um, on such short notice and for bringing good energy, good vibes, and most importantly, um, like a go with the flow attitude. You know, we really of course. appreciate that here. So thank I'm you. Always yes. happy to be on the pod. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is an NBA series episode. Thank God it is still 2021 um, because I was looking back and we, I said that uh, I was going to follow up with the NBA and turns out we did like two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't catch up on the finals at all. Uh, I just got stacked, but listen, we're here now and we here. We here. It's a new season um, or a preseason, I suppose. Or did it start already? What's the scoop? It it is technically a new season because preseason begins the new season. So you're right. You're right. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. So yeah, it is a new season. Mavs are in the very critical uh, time period of reconstruction. I think um, I don't think they're looking to change the team too much. Question mark. But we definitely did get a new coach, Jason Kidd, question mark. Ooh, Jason Kidd. Yeah, Jason Kidd. Um, I haven't watched enough games to speak on his coaching, to be honest. Um, Very controversial I, decision to hire him, I will say. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Um, well, the first thing I want to talk about is um, – my man's KP and how we are optimistic that he will climb back up to, um, you know, a position that shows that he has skill and that he deserves to be in the NBA. (laughs) Um, So do you see, because like I didn't watch the jazz games, but I remember watching the Clippers highlights and thinking, wow, like, KP Luca action this early in like okay yeah I w- so like to compare the two games um sorry that was like a really bad turnover by the Clippers but um yeah yeah when I watched the the Jazz game the chemistry wasn't as there as I would have liked it to be and KP was looking a little a little, a little off uh-huh. yeah a little rough yeah but um 
in this like Clippers game, he looks much more uh, fluid and uh, like Luke has been able to throw it down to him in the, in the paint a couple times. And it's been much more uh, of a like smooth exchange. I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And like, I watched the jazz, uh, the jazz Mavericks highlights right after watching the Clippers. And mm-hmm. I, I think it was in the jazz. It might've been in the Clippers, but there was one point where Luca had tried to do like another, like down the middle to KP and then KP tosses it in. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a complete, complete L. Um, like KP fumbled it. <laughs> and not only did, not only did he fumble it, like the jazz or the Clippers, like got the ball and, took it back to their side of the court like it was massive fail massive fail yeah <laughs> was that in the jazz game I can't remember honestly but you know what I'm saying? It, it was about, right? I'm pretty sure it was the jazz though because that's when KP was looking like where he couldn't catch the ball yeah it was probably the jazz game like this Clippers game he looks much more competent yeah the Clippers game he looks way better and he also um We've been talking a lot about, you know, how he fits into the team and right. what kind of role he's supposed to play. Because, like, unbeknownst to me, he want he wants or wanted, I guess, to uh, post up, you said, right? Like, yeah. be under the basket and stuff, but he's not good at that at all. Um, <laughs> so I think in this Clippers game, I saw, like, more of – what he could do for the team versus like what he wants to do. Yeah. There was a lot more, um, I guess like, I wouldn't say him facing up because he wasn't, he wasn't just getting the ball and facing really what it is, is he needs to just be able to cut and catch the ball. Facts. facts. You know, like if he, if he can cut towards the basket and Mm -hmm. catch the ball, Mm -hmm. that's all he needs to be doing. Um, and the Clippers, uh, highlights that I was just watching right now, I finally finished them. Um, I saw he did do like an elbow post up and he like did a quick like fade fade away like turnaround jumper. Mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. were talking about that uh previously like on the phone how you know if he wants to take like you know mid-range jump shots he can do that. That was good to see him knocking that down. I just right. he just needs to hit it consistently, you know. Mhm. I agree. I agree. The big thing to me about KP is that like his confidence is so integral to his performance that it's nearly detrimental. Like if he's not, (laughs) if he's not feeling good, he doesn't do well. Um, Yeah. Which is, which is normal, right? Which is normal. Like if you don't feel good, you're probably not going to perform as well. Uh, But it's just that like his potential is obviously so much greater than what he thinks he can do. I think. Yeah, I think it's he's he's a hard guy to read, which is why there was like a little little pause because I didn't mean to leave you hanging. I'm just trying to figure out how to get KP what he wants mm-hmm. while also like being realistic about what he can do. Right, <laughs> right. That's a very tough balance, especially with KP. And how do you think the new players fit into like? Like, do you see any potential, you know? Uh... Um, I mean, the, 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 the thing is, we don't have as many, like, key new people as I would like. 
Like we got mm-hmm. Reggie Bullock and he made like a a random three in the in the jazz game and then the Clippers game. I didn't really see him do a whole lot. So he seems like he's just gonna be another kind of three-point shooter. Other than him, he was supposed he was like our big, big free agent signing. Other than that, like we have um Josh Green, who was a mm-hmm. rookie last year. Tyrell Terry was making some threes and he had to take off a whole lot of time last year due to mental health reasons. So mm-hmm. other than that, it looks like we're pretty much the same team, but we need the players that we already have to just play better and right. more together. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I saw a lot of, I don't know if you watched, I don't think we watched that game together because I remember like sending you crazy high voice messages about it. Um, <laughs> but there was there was one game where Luca and Powell were just going off. off. Yeah. Like capital AWF off. Like it was like Luca would do this move where he would, he did it the first time, right? Where he would like, it was the same move with KP in the Clippers game where he would like pass it down the middle. Powell would take it, land it in. It would be nice, quick, and easy. And Mm -hmm. then he did it the second time, right after the first time. So two times in a row now. And then he did it again. Oh, I remember you saying this. Yeah. Uh Yeah. He did it like seven times in a row or something crazy (laughs) like that. And they just could. It was so interesting to watch because it was like the other team, not only were they not catching on, it was like, even if they were catching on, Powell would knock it down anyway. It was insane. Yeah. And I saw... um, like a little bit of that during the Clippers game, which was really like, I don't know, reminiscent of a good time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Go yeah, ahead. I, oh, you're good. You're good. I was trying to make sure you're done. Like the, I think, I think um, what makes it so hard for teams to stop is just cause like Luca is so deadly in the mm-hmm. mid range mm-hmm. that like, they're like, uh Oh, Luca's in the mid range. We got to get up on him, and it just leaves Powell open for like the the lob. It's so you, sick. Yeah, and if you guard the lob too hard because you're like, uh oh, Powell catches lobs, then it leaves Luca open for the mid range that he always hits. Uh huh. So it's like a pick your poison deal, but either way, you're gonna lose. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great, and like that's why I'm so excited to see KP pulling the same move because it's like oh, if you have a cannon and then a sniper, like, right. you, can't, like you can't win. What are you going to go? Where, like, like, are you going to try to shut down the cannon with three of your best guys? Or are you gonna That's put been one the guy goal in... from the beginning, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. And then you put one guy on the sniper, and then there's one less guy on the cannon, you know? And it's, oh, it's just such a dreamy combo. I really love it. I love to see Luca like, working with the team, but I also love to see the team, like, getting their own glory you know yeah yeah I think what what makes me most nervous is um I saw it again in the the jazz game where Luca Mm -hmm. went to the bench and the whole offense went to crap and everybody was looking yeah they were looking lost well let me not say let me not say lost they just looked incompetent because like they had nobody to really run the offense because Luca was out and we don't have okay. a secondary person that could because even like so who was on they, the court that was supposed to be running the offense it was like it was Brunson uh 
Tim Hardaway, Finney Smith, Kleba, and I believe KP. Mm-hmm. And like out out of those, like they're all like good players, but yeah, yeah, we need a right hand man. Yeah. So like when and even when Luca's on the court and Luca starts getting like double teamed or they start keying in on Luca and he has to like pass it to someone else. If mm-hmm. it's like where they're wide open and they can just take the shot real quick, you know, that's that's good. But when he has to pass out of it and someone else has to dribble and like make something happen, we get stagnant. Yeah. Well, I think I think to that end, it speaks to more about like Luca's level of skill and the gap there is between him and like a normal NBA player. Because oh, yeah. I don't because I don't I don't think it's like I think that's like a smarts thing. That's like a thinking thing, like a strategy situation. You know what I mean? And the fact that we don't have a second best strategist is a weakness, but only because we have the best strategist like out there, you know? I think that's a that's a like really good point. Like Luca is already, you know, one of the top players in the whole NBA. So, you know, of course, it's like, like he's just not... so smart. He's so smart with his moves and like he can he can immediately like change into a different position or like think of like, OK, that was blocked. But now I'm going to do this and I'm going right. to like, find a way to make it in, you know. Right. He has he has an endless like bag of moves where like even if you like block his first move, he'll have like three more moves in his bag that he can like pull out, which is really uh-huh. nice to have. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying like I don't even think we need. Like, obviously, it would be ridiculous to ask for another, like, Luka caliber caliber player. But I think mm. all of our other playmakers are average to below average, which I think we can do a little bit better. Like, Tim Hardaway is solid, but he's not a second-best player caliber type of guy. You know, like, he plays right. his role and he's really good, but you right. can't depend on him for when... Luca's having an off night or when Luca's getting keyed in on in the playoffs, you know. I think so. the tricky thing is whenever we're backed into a corner. Yeah. I think whenever mm-hmm. we're I think whenever we're backed into a corner, that's when trouble starts getting overwhelming because mm-hmm. I agree. I think all of the other players on the team um are average or below average and the problem is, is that, I don't know, like, now that we're talking about it, I'm not sure why knowledge hasn't been passed down, <laughs> especially with Luca being young. Like, wouldn't it be yeah. natural to just, you know, turn to your teammate and be like, hey, did you see that move over there I did? Do you want me to teach you? Or like, you know what I mean? Is that not the vibe? <laughs> they don't. They don't have the capacity to, to do it, unfortunately. Um, like, not even at level zero, though? Like, I'm sure Luca has some, like, base... Like, he doesn't have to teach them, like, his, like, four-move combo, you know? Right. But that's the thing. Like, the NBA... It's like you said, the NBA is so good that everyone already has the basic moves or the... Like, to me and you, they're, like, advanced. But, like, to other NBA players, like, those super advanced moves that they're using, 
is good and Luca's just advanced advanced like times a thousand mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. like Tim Hardaway for example if he was like you know playing against college dudes he would look like Michael Jordan out there <laughs> mm, I see I see yeah the whole reason they traded for KP like you were saying like why hasn't it been passed down like the knowledge I think they know it's just that for whatever reason, Dallas historically has never been able to sign any good free agents. So that was mm-hmm. problem number one. And then we couldn't trade because we traded all of our picks at the time for KP. Right. Because yeah. when KP was with the Knicks, KP was like, and I've said this a million times, like KP could create his own shot. He would like drive from the three point line and like dunk on people he would shoot threes. He was hitting like 40 points some nights mm-hmm, and injuries mm-hmm. has kind of made him, you know, above average. Lackluster. Like a beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like lackluster. Like I still believe mm-hmm. like on his best nights, he could still be like a, a B B tier player, which is still really good. Um, <sighs> yeah, but, but we just really, <laughs> It's sad to hear. It's sad to hear. Because his potential before was more, you know? Yeah. And now his best night is that we expected B-team performance. Well, no, I don't want to say B-team. I mean, like, to me, his absolute ceiling is second best player. No, let me be honest. To me, his his absolute (laughs) ceiling to me is third best player. On a championship uh-huh. team. Uh-huh. Which is still not bad. That's really not bad. It's not bad, but I'm frustrated because it's not enough for what we need. Right. And what we traded, like we traded yeah, two first round traded. picks and some players for him and Tim Hardaway. Cause we expected him to be second best player on a championship team. Yeah. I mean, like more than being second best, we just expected him to do better. Yeah. Yep. If he was injuries doing better, yeah, yeah, I think it's his injuries as well. And also we were talking about with his mood and might have been going through some personal things or something because he just didn't seem. Oh, yeah, like jealousy. Um, yeah, yeah, like jealousy <laughs> a little bit. Well, that pettiness, you know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I uh, also wanted to talk about the um, – potential for new players because the game that I did watch, what was it? Heat 76ers, I think. And they were talking about Dragic coming over, which was really, really, really exciting. Is there any news on that or any new thoughts that you have? No news. I definitely think Dragic uh, can help um, from off the court and on the court since he's from Slovenia and he's a veteran in the league. So he'd be a good mentor for Luca. Um, Mm -hmm. And for the team. Right. And for the team, not just Luca, but the entire team, he's played in big moments. He played in the finals against the Lakers. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. he was hurt, but he was there through it all. Um, But again, like all I keep hearing is that we can't, trade for him at this time and maybe it'll be closer right. to the deadline so right right we're stuck with with no Dragic for now <laughs> what do you think about Luca going to the heat what you mean like him leaving 
yeah, to the Heat? Um, like, like in what context? Through like free agency or like through like a trade? Like, <laughs> it's your pick. Your pick. Um, like my well, my question really was, how do you think Luca would be on a team like the Heat? Right, that is more fast paced. That has like. Oh, I get you. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, like now, since we're talking about Luca support, let's talk about how Luca would perform with a whole new set of support. The Heat be a championship contender easy because the Heat are just a more complete team in general. Like, there's a reason they went yeah. to the finals and we didn't, even though Luca is better than every player on the Heat. It mm-hmm. goes to show you how it's not a one-man show, no matter how hard you try. Like, Luca can drag us to first round, maybe even second round, but the Heat have what we've been missing for years now. They have Bam Adebayo, yeah. who's a super legit center. Bam can, is insane. Yeah. Bam, <laughs> Bam is, is literally insane. Yeah. yeah. He's great. Um, the only thing... Because, like, Bam, Bam's legit, Jimmy Butler's super legit, super. and Luca would fit right in. And now they have Kyle Lowry. That, the money wouldn't work, but if we just throw all that out and we just take your question at face value, that team would be excellent. The only thing is that um, Luca isn't a fast-paced player, no, so I think not. the Heat would, would slow down. Or they would have moments where they would have, you know, fast-paced moments when, like, Jimmy Butler would probably bring the ball up the court sometimes instead of instead Luka. of Luka. Yeah. What I imagine is that Luca. I the reason I asked about the Heat is because one Dragic and two because I've watched a lot of games of them and so I can kind of speak to their character. But also I think that I think that Luca on a team like the Heat would mean that he doesn't have to pull as much weight. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that would mean that he would be able to, oh, God, it would just be so cool to see the Heat, like, use Luca selectively, right? Like, imagine, like, Luca doesn't start. Mm. Two minutes into the game, <laughs> Luca comes in. The other team is trembling, right? Everyone's looking at Luca. Like, we don't even know where the ball is. Everyone's just looking at Luca come onto the court. Like, all right, here he comes. Suddenly, the game slows down. Everyone's a little bit tense on edge and there's no fast movements. And then they mm-hmm. run a really fast play. Luca makes yeah. it and they do that again and again and again. Like killer. It would be easy win and it would be a mind game and it would be glorious to see. That would be really <laughs> interesting. Um, I guess what, I, what I'm thinking about is one, the, the ego involved with like the NBA where like Luca would never be talked into like, coming off the bench he just wouldn't do it yeah <laughs> uh, he would have because to start. that's okay he can start yeah because the, th- the thing is they had to talk Dragic into coming off the bench last year <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah as a veteran I'm telling you <laughs> okay okay something else okay I got it I got it Bye. the second thing <laughs> that I think would be interesting is that um like, Luca is a very um, ball-dominant player. Yeah. So, like, seeing how he would play more more off-ball would be interesting. Because, like, Jimmy Butler, 
usually brings the ball up a lot for the Heat. And they have right. Kyle Lowry now, too, and Kyle Lowry right. is a true point guard. So there would be a lot of dudes that would theoretically, like, need the ball. So, like, people would have to learn how to play off ball. Like so that side, would be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we need support in Dallas. I know. We do need support. <laughs> PSA, calling all. <laughs> calling anyone at all that can help. Please give this team the little something that they need. And if you need advice, call us right here. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, okay, closing question before we move into closing ceremonies. What are your predictions for this season? Specifically, I want to hear who you think we're playing in the first round and how many rounds you think we're making it through. Oof, put me on the spot here. Um, yeah. yeah. The Dallas Mavericks will make it to the second round. Okay, got it. Um, who are we playing? Who, who did we win against first round? I'm looking at the West. Uh, I'm calling it now. Portland's not making the playoffs. No, I don't think Clip- Portland's going to go either. Clippers not going. Um, you don't think so? You don't think Clippers are Kawhi not playing the whole year. Oh, that's right. They lost. Yeah, yeah. that's right. All they have is Paul George. So even if they do make it, they'll lose in the first round. Right. Yeah, they're not strong um, enough right now. Dang, the West is wide open this year. You got you got the Lakers. You got Golden State. You got – hold up. I'm a, I want to see all the teams like in a list. Yeah, so, see it, see it. Utah. Utah suspect, too. I'm going to say Utah. That'd be a good – I think that would be a great first win. And then yeah. we'll probably we'll probably lose to, to, to Denver. That's uh, my prediction. To Denver? <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, <laughs> but they're, they're actually really good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm upset. <laughs> you didn't hear me say, no, we won't lose to Denver. You didn't hear me say that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just salt in the wound, really. Um, yeah, Denver. Yeah, that's my. Yeah, I think I think we can beat Utah. We'll have to grow pretty quickly. Like we'll have to step it up. Like every single. The thing is, is like I, I think just... Utah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go. You go. I was just going to say that I don't think – I do think we have to grow as a team, but I also think, like, they're on the decline. I just have a mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I see. Well, good pre- – yeah, good predictions. Um, this year, I think I'm just going to take it at face value. Like, I'm rooting for them, <laughs> but I'm also, like, you got to perform. Prediction, you wuss. <laughs> <laughs> What the heck? Okay, no. okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see. So I'm thinking we'll make it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, follow. And don't you. forget the play-in is available too. We could somehow fool around. Oh, forget make it the to the play-in. It's back. Play-in. I do not want to talk. About <laughs> it's back. No, 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 no. <laughs> I do, I'm not. No, these predictions do not consider. They do not factor in the play-in. I swear to God, if we have to do the play-in. <laughs> 
Oh, if we have to do the play-in. Oh, <laughs> if we have to do the play-in, I will be beyond. Just beyond. Play-in's great as long as it's not your team. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think we'll make it through at least the first round. Um, Who we beaten? I don't... I... I can read you the teams too. I still haven't pulled up. I would love to see us beat the Bucks in the first round. What? Oh, that that actually won't happen. I'm sorry, because they're in the East. Oh, because they're in the East. Yeah. So the only way we would play the Bucks is for the championship. Wait. So what? Who? So who's in the West? Uh, Utah. Well, I'll give you the team names: the Jazz, the Suns, Nuggets, Clippers. Blazers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Warriors, Spurs, and then these trash teams, the Pelicans, Kings, Timberwolves, Thunder, Rockets. Yeah, they aren't aren't making it. (laughs) Oof. Um, I don't think that, the thing is, I would say we would beat the Grizzlies, but I don't think the Grizzlies are going to make it. Yeah, they, they actually kind of strategically got worse this year. To prepare for the future. To prepare for next, yeah. Yeah. Like, they traded away mm. their, like, starting, like, center for, like... Can I read... Can I have the list one more time? You can say the city, too. I think the city helps me better. Yeah, okay. Utah Suns, Denver Nuggets, um, LA Clippers, Portland Trailblazers, LA Lakers, Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State Warriors, San Antonio Spurs. I don't okay. know if you want them to... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Who did the uh the Nuggets have Jokic? But that's it, right? He got hurt last year. And they have Michael Porter Jr., who's like the young gun. And Aaron Gordon. They got a squad, I'm telling you. The Ugh. Nuggets have us. <laughs> I'd love to see us beat him though. <laughs> I'd love to see us beat them. I would too. That's that's a hard matchup. It really is. I know. I would. I don't know a realistic prediction, but what I want to see is I want for us. I want to see us beat the Nuggets. Okay. And I think. I think the Jazz. You want us to beat or them? the Grizzlies? Them in the second. No, I think the Jazz or the Grizzlies would be the team that we could beat. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I don't know who we're going to play, but those are the teams I think we could beat. And then the rest That's of fair. them, yeah. Yeah, those are those are solid picks. I think Portland is also, like, a team we could, we could beat because they... Yeah, I didn't even mention Portland because that's not... Yeah. I'm not concerned about <laughs> Portland at all. Who do yeah. they have? They, I mean, they do have Damian Lillard. Um, He's all right. No, nah, he's legit. But well, he's by himself, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying because yeah. that's the point I was gonna make is that yeah, he's by himself. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So he has to um, carry. Like, like he has C.J. McCollum, but he's always hurt, and that team is atrocious on defense every single year, mm-hmm. and they never fix it. <laughs> I mean, the Heat is pretty bad on defense too, which is like why I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, 
When I watched them I, play against uh, the 76ers, they were awful on defense. Yeah, at maybe. Least, at least for the first half. I didn't watch the second half, so maybe they picked it up. But Right. I mean, it could be, too, that it was preseason because, like, Facts. Miami's really big on, like, priding themselves on defense with, like, Jimmy Butler and Bam. But they do have bad defenders like uh, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. They're just good at, like, hiding the bad defenders. And Dragic I mean, like, is bad on defense, too. So yeah, I, Dragic was awful I get on it. defense. I think yeah. maybe that's why I thought the Heat had a bad defense is because I was really watching Dragic. Um, okay. Oh, it was probably that. speaking of the 76ers, I forgot to um, mention, or not, mm-hmm. I didn't forget, but uh, right before I got on this, this uh, podcast call, um, I read that Ben Simmons actually showed up yesterday. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter, and I was going to bring it up. I saw that on Twitter and I was going to bring it up. Ben Simmons. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, Okay. Well, on that note, we can start closing it out. Welcome back to Extra Ginger Closing Ceremonies, which is done in two phases. Phase one is wrap it up where we deliver the takeaways from each episode in clean one-liners. Um, as always, we're rooting for the Mavs. Uh, chime in anytime. Go Mavs! Yeah, go Mavs. Uh, KP, we hope you are on the up and up. Luca, keep doing what you're doing. Mm, hope Dragic comes over soon. Um, we're playing it by ear. Yeah. Oh, awesome. quick, quick shout out to... Uh... So Moses Brown. I like Moses Brown. I think he's good. I think I do too. I think I'm I scared to too. trade him now. <laughs> oh yeah, for Dragic. Yeah, because that's what we would be doing. I heard. Not Brunson. I mean, or would it be Moses and Brunson? It could possibly be both, or oh. it could be like one or the other. It depends on how you know nitpicky the Raptors want to be with the deal. Yeah. 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 Because I heard it could be, like, Powell and, like, Brunson or Powell and, like, Brown. Nah, I think Powell is too – Powell has too good of chemistry with Luca for him to leave, I think. I know, but I think the Raptors would look at him and say, wow, look at him catching all those lobs. Let's get him, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Because I always look at it from the other team's perspective, too. Like, they don't want trash back. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do you don't think know. do you think Dragic would be worth it to give Powell up? <sighs> you can just say it. Yes. I don't know because sometimes I think Dragic can be overrated because Dragic is is older now and he gets hurt a lot, so that makes me nervous too. Okay, facts. Like Dragic is good, you know, but uh-huh. but also Powell gets hurt a lot too, so I guess it would work out. Because the way I see it is that Powell isn't on the court for a lot of the time. And when he's on the court, it's like, oh, we're letting Luca rest. Like, let's see what the B team can do. And like, let's, you know, give them a little practice while we have this downtime. So to me, Powell isn't like a key player. It's just that he has pretty good chemistry with Luca, and Dragic could do more than that. And also we would keep Moses Brown, who – can honestly be the same as Powell, if not better, because Moses Brown is only 22. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I yeah, think we Moses should trade has, Powell. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, oh, glad we cleared that up. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm really going to be late, but one more question. Would you okay. do Powell and Brunson? Sure. Because what is Brunson going to do, honestly? Yeah, and him and Dragic play the same role, essentially. Yeah, him and Dragic play the same role. And, like, ah. yeah. But I'm t- Dragic has maybe two good years left before it's all but over. It's, it's annoying because I know Brunson has, like, good moments. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, ah. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's something to think about. Something to think about for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, moving into phase two of closing ceremonies, which is cue and saute. Um, I was going to rebrand, honestly, but I haven't uh, just did think that far today. <laughs> um, but I do have a question for you. Do you remember a day that was too good to be true? Have you ever had one of those days where it's like, oh, everything is just going so right? Um, honestly... If if I would just look at it from like a like non like magical perspective, because that's kind of where my mind wanted to go when you said that. But there was one day like last week where like everything was just breaking where I needed it to break. Like I think I can't remember exactly what happened that day, but it was essentially stuff like um, I didn't have time to work on an assignment, and then like the deadline got extended and then I was like man I'm really tired like I don't want to go to class and then class got canceled and I was like like, there's a meeting but the meeting got out early like (laughs) there was one day like that (laughs) where like everything was just breaking (laughs) that's the (laughs) best that is is. to me that is magic honestly like (laughs) to me that is absolutely magical and it's divine protection and it is it is it is so soul fulfilling to have one of those days um or even just one of those moments you know so i'm glad we got to share that together um and thank you for sharing. yeah yeah for sure i remember it was i remember the day now it was last tuesday <laughs> oh last tuesday cute yeah. exactly a week from <laughs> today exactly a week oh, yeah before today i guess yeah yeah so cute okay tuesdays love that <laughs> tuesdays gotta love them <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, it was great to have you on again. And thank you again for coming on Impromptu. We love you. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, we love you back. Thank you for <laughs> allowing me to be here. And um, I'm definitely uh, going to keep my, my ear to the phone for when I can come back as my, my alter ego, I guess you could call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Okay, yeah. So, uh, how do I usually end these? As always, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, literally forgot. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Okay. Like, I'm not not where I have to rush, you know. Okay, okay. That's good. Um, I'm glad we ended. I really, honestly, dead ass was not trying to troll you. Like, I really did think we were going to talk for half an hour and then be done. (laughs)
Why do we keep lying to ourselves? I know. I know. I should have known better. I'm sorry. That's why I said it from the beginning because I could feel the BS in the air. I couldn't. I could not. I was like, she's got a strict deadline. I think she's going to hit these points. One, two, three. And then I completely forgot my points and just started rambling. So... I was adding to it too, like the whole Moses Brown thing. I was, we have to talk about this. <laughs> I heard you say like, I heard you be like, um, oh, now I'm really going to be late. And then I was like, oh, but he's like sacrificing like his lateness, like to talk about basketball. Like that's so sick. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's me. <laughs> I have 